Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. I've got an extra special guest uh, for us uh, on the call today, somebody who I've been trying to get a hold of uh, for the last little while. Um, you know, uh, and then, then when we finally decided to have a call, you know, uh, the power went out for all day, <laughs> you know, it's a funny story and, and I had, I've got a bunch of battery backups, but, uh, but they all ran flat cause it, it was actually out all day. But, uh, so the gods conspired against us. Um, uh, but, uh, but this is 2020 when we're recording this, so probably used to that. So, um, I want to, uh, welcome to the call Dave Miz. Um, somebody who's, uh, um, I'm really interested to find out all the secrets of uh, email copy, copywriting and, and e-com copywriting. So, um, Dave, welcome to the call. I, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me, Brian. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Um, I think it's going to be fun. So, um, I hope for so. Those, yeah. <laughs> for those who don't uh, um, uh, know who Dave is, uh, we're going to fix that problem right away because... Uh, Which is Dave probably like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, kind of uh, um, uh, behind the scenes kind of guy. But uh, but uh, hopefully I'm, I'm going to make you a little bit more famous today. So, um, so uh, Dave, you're the designer for the, all the big marketing gurus back in the day. Um, you know, you were the king of online dating. Um, and we just had a, uh, an interesting chat about that uh, uh, before we started. Uh, um, but uh, the way that, uh, that I've come across you is, uh, is uh, what sticks in my mind is, is how you are a, a purveyor of righteous means. You know, you're, you're uh, <laughs> always posting the entertaining stuff, which is also instructive and is a good lesson for copywriters. So, uh, so Dave, can you tell us a bit about how you got started and, and uh, how you, how you uh, became the king of online means? Well, it's, you know, it's interesting. That's the first time. Usually people say I'm like the king of email and all this whatever nonsense and all that other stuff. Well, I, so just, the, I just the king of means. I love this. I love this, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm getting like, I feel like, uh, you know, like they're in wrestling, like the guy or Conor McGregor, the champ champ. Yeah. yeah. Like walking around with two belts or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think the, if we had the video on walk. right now, I would be, yeah. I'd be doing the, uh, the strut, you know, the, the McGregor strut. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, yeah, so, you know, I, I got started way, 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 way back. Um, probably like 2000, 2001. Um, you know, if, if you've ever seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street or Boiler Room, yeah. um, I used to do that in my early 20s. Uh, which mm. was probably like the, the late 90s, mid to late 90s. And then, you know, the internet boom happened. And, um, you know, I, I basically quit my job, uh, quit a six-figure job making, you know, doing that as a career and um, decided to learn how to make websites because I thought like making websites was like the next big thing. Um, mm. And then I remember seeing this guy's websites. They were like these little sales mini websites. The guy's name was Mark Joyner. Right. I'm mm -hmm. sure you, you obviously know Mark. I, I know me yeah. and Mark have become good friends over the years. Um, so it's, it's like full circle, like, you know, serendipity, full circle type of thing. Um, mm. He actually was a client of mine many years ago. So that was super cool. And I remember going on his websites and it was like a web, like you would go from one site to another site to another site. He had like all these different little ebook products. And I was like, holy shit, 
this is fucking awesome. Like there's gotta be a way to make money with this stuff like this guy's doing. And that was like mm. the, like, you know, the trigger probably like, like every single person watching this or listening to this, right? Like, you know, you, how do, how do you make money on the internet? Right. And then you start going down the rabbit hole. Um, so back then the rabbit hole consisted of online forums. There was no Facebook or MySpace or, mm. you know, any of that stuff, social yeah. media. Right. So, uh, I joined this forum. It was called the warrior forum. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so I just started with that. I was designing websites, making like 200 bucks uh, a website because nobody was spending money on websites back then. Everybody was using Microsoft front page. Right. Um, mm. And I remember very vividly, I was designing websites. I was learning about sales, you know, like these sales pages. So I was, I didn't know who my clients were or anything like that. They were just sending me these like super long sales pages to design. And, and format and everything like that. And so that was my first experience, let's say, with, with copywriting was getting these like Microsoft Word documents. They're all mm -hmm. you know, highlighted and this, that, the other. And I had to format them into HTML with all the bold letters and all the highlighting and the graphics and all that yeah. stuff. And so I was doing this over and over and over again. And I started to I like, kind of like get the hang of it. I, I, I kind of felt, even though I was right, you know, doing this for different clients, everybody had their own little style, but I, I kind of got the gist of what people were doing. Um, and then I had one client who had a, a seminar. Um, this was like the end of 2004. And his name was Armin Morin, really big marketer at the time. Mm. Um, and I go to this seminar. It's in Los Angeles. I bring like a box of cards. I have like no money to my name. Okay. I want you to yeah. keep this in mind, right? Like I'm not making <laughs> yeah. a fucking dime, right? Like I'm trying, but nothing's like, you know, I'm making these websites for like 300 bucks. I'm barely making any money. Okay. Even though I have this guy, Armand as a client, he was like my biggest client. Mm -hmm. um, but I bring these business cards and then he literally at the end of the seminar asks everybody at the seminar, there's like four or 500 people at this event. And they were like, who needs a website? And everybody, this is 2004. Remember, there was no click funnels. Yeah, there was yeah, no yeah, WordPress. Yeah. Like building a website <laughs> was like, you know, building a fucking house. At that yeah, time. Yeah. And uh, everybody's like raising their hand and the, the spotlight shines on the back of the room on me. And they're like, he goes, that's the guy I use. Talk to him. <laughs> and like people, it was like a fucking tsunami of people were jumping over their chairs at this seminar. They, like all my cards were gone. You know, they were all gone like within minutes. Um, and then that was like, forms instead. I know, right? Uh, if I only knew what the fuck I was doing, luckily I had put a, I put on the back of the business card the website address, you know, yeah. with my email address and my phone number and all that shit. So, um, you know, I started getting business from that, and then that was really what I saw was the power of online marketing. I was like, wow, this is pretty big. Like, look at this guy; he's working from home, he's making a shitload of money, um, he's helping all these people. Look at look at this seminar; it was gigantic, it was massive. Mm -hmm. um, and so I got this idea to make an info product based on the only thing I was really good at at the time, which was match.com, like meeting girls on the internet, right? I was in my like mm. mid, mid twenties, late twenties at the time. And I was really, really good at it to the point where people were asking me for help, like friends, you know, my friends yeah. were asking me for help and messaging me saying, Hey Dave, can you help me, you know, get a date on match.com? Can you help me with my profile? Can you help me with emails? And so all of a sudden I started getting messages from their friends saying, Hey, I'm friends with Jeremy. He told me that you, you can help me with his, with this like online dating thing. He said you were like the king of it. I was like, Oh shit. And this kept happening over <laughs> and over again while at the same time I'm getting like 50, 60, 70 phone numbers a month, every month, month after month after month. And this is, it's starting to get crazy. And so 
it just got really nuts. I decided to make a product. Um, at the time, I didn't even have a, a, a PC computer. Uh, I used a Mac. So this is like 2005. And I had to find mm. a, a friend of mine who had a PC computer. Uh, he was out partying. I was at home at his apartment, like working on these videos, making hmm. this whole thing. I burned it on a DVD because I had no fucking clue what I was doing. <laughs> I thought that was like the easiest way to do it. I sent it off yeah. to a fulfillment company and I started. Um, so basically I had done an interview with David D'Angelo at that time. Okay. Eben Pagan. Hmm. Um, I had a friend that was working for him. He, he introduced us. I did an interview with him. They told me it was going to start like th- two or three months from then. And then two weeks later, I get an email, like 400 emails, 500 emails in my inbox, basically one morning. And they all say the same thing. Like we heard the interview, we went to the website, there was nothing there. And I'm like, okay, like what interview are you talking about? (laughs) What website? And they're like, oh, the David D'Angelo interview. So I'm thinking they're going to send this interview out like in a few months, but they sent it out in a few weeks. So I, I make a squeeze page and I build a list, but I have nothing to sell them. So I, I kind of like skipped a few steps here. I'm kind of remembering all this on the fly. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, That's right. uh, so I, I had nothing to sell them, but I'm building this list of people that have listened to my interview and they obviously bought his products. So I know that they're, that's like a hot list, right? So I know I'm going to make this product, right? But I, I don't know how, when, how, you know, so I need to stall people. And this is how the whole beginning of email starts for me, right? Like, obviously, I was really good at email with getting dates. So, so that was like the beginning of it, uh, you know, using email to get attention, to get responses, to get dates from women. Yeah. But then I started uh, taking those concepts and really figuring out how to apply it to actually sell stuff to people, right? Because I had this list of people that was growing every day. I had done this interview and I had this golden opportunity and I said, okay, I can't t- like let it go to waste. So I need to stall like these people for as long as I can until I can figure out how to make this product. So I write this email and it was just a tip and I don't include any pitch. There was no offer. There's no yeah. pitch. There's no nothing. It's just value. Yeah. And then I keep doing this like a couple times. And then I, every time I do this, I keep getting emails. Do you have anything to buy? Like where's the product? Mm, mm. And the more I do these emails, the more I keep getting these emails back, you know, and I'm like, Hmm, maybe I'm onto something. So I keep, now I start teasing them on, you know, like unintentionally at the end, I'm putting, you know, it's the product is coming. I'm working on it. I promise, you know, it's coming in two weeks. It's coming. I promise. And so I finally make the product on my friend's computer. I burned it on CD. I sent it to the fulfillment company and then I I do this launch and I, I was too broke at the time to afford the, the Jeff Walker product launch formula. Yeah. So I literally just watched how he did it. And I just kind of like modeled some of the steps to the Mm. best of my ability, which was really poor at the time. I sucked at writing copy. The only copywriting training I had had at the time was just basically, you know, working for clients that were marketers that were, you know, writing copy, you know, formatting it. Yeah. So I launch it. We end up, I have a list of 1,788 emails. The day I launch, we launch it at uh, 97 bucks. There was no upsells at the time. Um, I didn't know anything about continuity. I just put everything I knew on a CD and I charged 97 mm. bucks. Sold 33,000 the first day, wow. did like a hundred grand the first month. And I knew at that time, my life was never going to be the same. I had like $2,000 to my name that day. And then the next, by the end of the day, I had $33,000 extra in the the account. I was like, what the fuck? This is awesome. And that was really the beginning of, of like the whole, you know, marketing thing for me. 
you know, and I took that from there. Um, I had that product. That was April 2005. Um, I took that product for 13 years. It had a really good run. Uh, probably, I would say, one of the longest probably in the entire industry. Um, did probably over three, 3.1 million in revenue over those 13 years. Um, and all just through email. Um, I, beca- I, I sucked at, at, you know, I was okay at doing SEO because there was this like software we were using at the time and uh, it worked. And then when it stopped yeah, working. Yeah, software it, used to work. Yeah, yeah, it was like this crazy Russian software. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, my SEO guys will, will know what I'm talking about. So um, I, I sucked at paid advertising. I sucked at Google AdWords. Uh, I wasn't really good at writing copy. I, and so much so that I ended up hiring a copywriter, um, Maria Veloso who I'd always wanted to work with ever since Mark, she, would, she was Mark Joyner's copywriter back in the day. Oh, okay. And I remember ever since, you know, she had got me to buy all these products from Mark Joyner way, way back. Mm-hmm. I'd always mm-hmm. wanted to work with her. So I hired her to redo my sales letter and immediately the sales doubled. Wow. And so I kept thinking like for the first few months, you know, well, I did pretty well with it. Like how much more I would have done if I had like a, a like a, at least a good sales letter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you do have a good sales letter. Yeah. So, you know, switched it to VSL, you know, over the years, you know, things have changed, you know, now it's a VSL. Um, I have a, I have like a, a little low end offer. I've splintered it off. So, you know, done different things with it over the years. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but I was really good with writing emails. I just, I did that every day and I noticed the more I email my list, uh, the more money I made. So yeah, I just kept and, doing that. Yeah. And like, like you were saying before, um, uh, you weren't pitching at first. You were just giving out value. So it's like, um, I mean, I, I'm, I was just re- reviewing a, um, a client's emails today and and, uh, and uh, uh, the mistake they're making is just it's all sell, sell, sell. There's no value in it, in it for, the, for the end user. You know, that, that's, uh, I mean, because no one signs up to an email list just, just to be pitched. You know, there's nothing wrong with selling, but that's, you've got to provide that value as well. I think there's a time doing. and a place for it. Yeah. But it's got to be a... The, people have to be in the right frame of mind. Yeah. And so like, um, I always use this analogy of like TV shows. Um, there's a TV show, it's called Bar Rescue. Have you ever seen it before? No, I don't know if you guys I have it over there. Maybe it's no. just in the States. So it's this guy, his name is John Taffer. You can probably watch it on YouTube if, if you're outside the, the States. Yeah. And it's really cool for like sales and marketing purposes because the guy is basically like a, a marketing genius for bars and restaurants on Mm -hmm. all these different techniques and strategies. He knows like if the bar is designed X way that there's 20% more money coming in. And if the people say this thing at the end of the sentence, then they make 10% more money. Like all these different things. Is he a bold guy? Um, He has a little bit of hair. He's pretty thick, pretty stocky, but the, the whole show starts off. The show starts off. Every show starts off the same. Every show is the same essentially and so it yeah, starts yeah. off he sends one of his guys in there to spy on the to, mm. to go to the re- in the bar in the beginning Mystery to see what's really wrong exactly they've got hidden cameras already up there he's watching from the truck from the suv and then the guy comes back then he goes in and he berates them blah 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 blah, blah. then they do mm. a test to see how bad everything is he fixes everything they test it again it's the same whole process once yeah. you figure out how the sequence or the cadence is for that show or any show like mentally you check out and you can think mm. about any TV show that you watch. As soon as you know what's going to happen next, you, like mentally you're just kind of like, meh, it doesn't have yeah. that same, eh, that same energy as it did when you 
had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for copywriters, like copywriters always get this because, you know, the, it's so formulaic in terms of like stories and movies and stuff like that. And I think once you really learn the storylines, you know, mm. and you start seeing them in movies, you st- it, it, it kind of makes the <laughs> movies a little different for you. Yeah, that's true. But, but still, still, um, they're still educational. I, li- I like to see uh, these story structures come out in movie, old movies that I've seen. And it's really, you watch a movie from the 80s and, and uh, yeah, oh, yeah. you watch when you're a kid and then you, you realize how the story was set up um, uh, you know, according to these formulas. And, and you, see, you see that uh, f- with fresh eyes, whereas you just enjoyed it as a movie when you were a kid. Right. And the key is really fresh eyes. So how can you, how can you replicate that process? And the way that I figured out through sending probably tens of thousands of emails over 13 years was if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're never going to get that sensation to people because they're just going to eventually figure out what's happening. Oh, this guy, they send email Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's the same shit. Like Friday's a pitch, Monday's a motivational pep talk and Wednesday's some bullshit article, right? That's some, you know, PLR article, Mm. right? Like, you know what I mean? Once they figure that out, game over. Your open rates go down, your numbers go down. You can use every trick, technique, tactic, the best copywriting, and it's not going to matter. So the trick is really like, is not to do a trick, right? There's a difference between trying to like trick yourself into somebody's inbox versus somebody wanting to open your email. And the way that I really learned to do that was to really focus on really human psychology really, really well. But in particular, there's different styles of emails that you want to use and you really want to mix things up. And so like in the dating stuff, what I always taught men was that you, you want to be a mysterious to a woman that you haven't met before, Mm. because like, think about it, online dating, the biggest problem is the guy will have their first date on the phone. They'll have like this, you know, they'll exchange phone numbers and then they'll, they'll have like a four hour phone call before they've ever met. And then probably the guy says something, to put his foot in his mouth unbeknownst to him because you know, we're guys and we probably tend to do that more than we know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She's never going to speak to him again or call him or meet him again. And he just basically, you know, why she doesn't want to meet me. Well, hello. You just, there's no more mystery there. You're not mysterious anymore. There's no reason to meet you. You had your first date on the phone. Mm. So mm. same, same kind of concept here. You, you really have to keep that level of mystery up right? And keep people guessing yeah. as what's going to happen next. It, it, are they going to send me a link to a podcast next? Are they going to send me a video next? Are they going to send me a PDF? Are they going to send me a link to a Facebook post, a live a webinar? What, what's coming? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. This is, um, is it a long email? Is it a short yeah. email? Is it like, uh, like, uh, what is it? Is it a survey? Is it asking? What is it? Like, what the fuck is he sending me next? <laughs> When you get that level of like thinking in someone's head, game over. Your numbers are like sky high. Mm, Your engagement mm. sky high. So that's what I really figured out by using these different levels or different types of of, of emails and really mixing yeah. things up. Yeah, um, it's like. Um uh it's like the radio shock jocks you know um <clears throat> there's a few of them around who uh, uh who um people tune in for 
um, people like Howard Stern, because uh, you know, you're uh, listening to their show. I don't know if it's still on or not, but in the States, but, but uh, you're listening to the show because you're wondering to yourself and, you know, of course, uh, um, uh, Dan Kennedy has credit for uh, uh, introducing me to this, but uh, you listen to a, um, a show like that uh, because you're wondering, you know, what, what's next? What's he going to do next? What's he going to do on this show? Um, it's, it's you know what's the best movie right. when you say that, that comes to my mind? Um, and it's such an awesome movie, The Talented Mr. Ripley. I don't think I've seen that. Uh, Matt Damon, Jude Law, uh, I think Gwyneth Paltrow's in it even. Uh, there's a bunch of act. I mean, like, it's an all-star cast, but it's all set in Italy in, like, the 1920s or 30s or sometime around then. Um, I don't even want to ruin it for you, but, uh, yeah. Amazing movie. It has you glued to your seat. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like a lot of uh, uh, action movies are very formulaic, you know, and you know yep. exactly what's going to happen, you know. You know, the good guy is going to win and the bad guy is going to lose. And, and uh, You have no idea what's going to happen yeah. in this movie. It's so amazing. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't even want to ruin it for anybody. If you, you, know, if you <laughs> haven't watched it, watch it. Uh, you know, message me on social media uh, and, and let me know. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's super, super, super awesome. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the... Um, uh, uh, techniques that, that you use uh, when you're writing emails, you know, in regards to keeping it fresh and and different ways to keep the uh, um, to keep the readers engaged. What are the, some of the tricks that you use for your clients? Well, you know, I had to figure something out because what had happened was in the beginning, right? I was writing all these emails by accident with no pitch, yeah, and I was like whipping up a fringe, uh, like a frenzy, right? So and like yeah. people were just buying shit like crazy. Then I started adding in all these like automated uh, emails, you know, sequences, mm. um, you know, a few years later, what had happened was the email technology got better, you know, by like 2010, 2011, you know, all the, the technology, you know, you could, mm. you could do all these like fancy automations and stuff like that, that we just couldn't do back when I started, right? Like when I started, yeah. it was like day one, send this email, day three, send this email, you know, now I can send an email if they didn't open something, send this. If they open something yeah, and didn't yeah. buy, send this. And so I went a little crazy with that. And I started setting up all these, you know, really crazy automations and stuff. And, and they, you know, took things to the next level. And then what had happened was, you know, the dating space was, and you know this because you, you know, Rob and everything, he could, he could tell you all the stories too. Like it yeah. was probably yeah, the hottest, <laughs> hottest niche online. Um, you know, with the TV shows coming out, uh, my friend Neil Strauss had the book, the game, um, mm. you know, like I was going to seminars and like surrounded by people, by marketers, like, you know, like it was crazy. People were asking me all kinds of questions and stuff about that stuff. It was, it was nuts. Um, and what had happened was I'm really just, I'm really picturing this. I, I'm trying to remember all the, all these, you know, things that were happening yeah. what had happened was people started getting into the space they saw that there was an opportunity and they started like taking your sales pages and copying it taking your products and copying it uh it was happening to me over and over and over again and like some people were just stealing parts of my sales letter the whole sales letter the graphics mm. the, the product it was nuts man 
So I had to yeah. figure out how to like, I was always like in, like in the back of my mind, I was always worried that, you know, like I was going to stop, like it was just going to like come to a halt. And so yeah, I had to figure out how to, everything. yeah, man. And it happened. <laughs> it happened like crazy. It was rampant. Um, so I had to figure out how to really keep the longevity going. And that's really how I figured out those different types of emails, right. To, to really keep the longevity going, to keep people on their toes and really, like, that's what allowed me over, you know, for 13 years to, you know, to continue it um, and, you know, just to continue mailing it, to continue having it make, you know, really, really good money. Um, so mm. I, I think that's really the key is, is because most people will, will, they'll find one person, you know, that's good with email and they'll, they'll emulate that style. Yeah. And for me, the analogy is it's like martial arts and Bruce Lee, and I, you know, Mm. I'm, I'm a guy and, you know, I always use like the, the, those kind of examples. So Bruce Lee always would, he would always say like all those styles have weaknesses, right? Mm. Because you're very limited. And what he figured out was he could take the best techniques from each one of those different styles and create his own style and he could beat every single one of them. Yeah. And so that's yeah. really the idea that I took was to take what's works from all different types of things. And I tested everything. Like if somebody said this thing worked, I tried it, you know, mm. and most of the stuff didn't work. A few things did. Uh, some of the stuff I got from the craziest sources, um, but it worked. And, mm. you know, that's what I kind of developed into this little system, I guess, or methodology. And um, yeah, that's what it really, you know, I, I built a golf offer afterwards. I tested it out. I, I really wanted to test it to see like proof of concept, I guess. Right. Like, could I make it work in something I knew nothing about? Uh, I, and I don't know anything about golf. Uh, if you've ever watched me play golf, if you're watching this, any of my friends, like you guys know, <laughs> I'm absolutely horrible. Um, yeah. I, if I can hit the ball, it'll be lucky. Um, so I know nothing about golf. I found some swipe files. I, I did some research, uh, found out and, and put it together. And we, I had like number two golf offer on ClickBank. So mm. yeah, I was doing really, really well. Um, and yeah, so that was like proof of concept, right? Like it works. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I have, a, I have that, that dating off with Rob and, um, you know, I've been married for years and I've been in, in long-term relationships since, um, since the late nineties. And I, so I haven't been in, like, in the dating game in any form for, for a very long mm -hmm. time. I don't know nothing about it. Um, it. And last time I was dating, it was well before Tinder and stuff like that. So I've never had an account, but uh, um, you know, uh, uh, but I've still got, I've still got the, uh, um, the product and, and you, you apply the, uh, the principles and, and the stuff that you're talking about here, which, which is really valuable, you know? Um, yeah. And, and, and honestly, man, I'll be straight up. I've never studied copywriting. Right. I know people like I get hit up on Facebook all the time and like by a lot of copywriters and they always think I'm a copywriter. And I tell them like, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm not a fucking copywriter. I've not studied anything. Like I think the, the most I've studied copywriting was either, um, working with Frank Kern and designing the mass control stuff for him and the sales pages for him for that. And really like seeing how he put yeah. all that together. Or, um, I used to do for a brief period, I worked for John Carlton and oh, yeah. I designed a bunch of his sales pages. And I always thought that was really interesting because I always called him the King of highlighter. <laughs> you know, he yeah. would highlight like <laughs> 25,000 things on the page and it really like forced me to like focus on those things. So, um, you know, it was really, that was really interesting. 
Uh, but that's really how I learned writing copy. Um, I, I would read the Gary Halbert letter at night before I would go to bed. Um, mm. Good uh, bits I'm reading. Read that. Yeah, I'd always read that. I always thought he was really cool with the personality, how he would write. Um, and, but I, 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 I never could write that stuff. You know, I was good at writing emails, um, but that was really it. Um, I, I still don't think I'm great. I think I, I'm okay. Um, you know, so. Well, you seem to be okay to me. I mean, judging by the, the kind of memes that you share, I mean, what, uh, um, what, uh, um, what, what seems, seems to me like is you've really absorbed uh, a lot of stuff. And I think a lot of it happened subconsciously, you know, you're working on a sales page, you've got a bunch of copy on it. Uh, you know, I, I think that we take in more of that than we realize. And you just been, it's kind of been around the scene uh, for long enough. Um, and I think you're a similar age to me. So uh, you're not old by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, um, you've, you've been around the scene long enough and, and seen enough copy. It kind of transmutes into, into your own hands and, and through the keyboard. I, th and the, I think you really have to like learn what your strengths are mm. and, and everybody's yeah. different. You know, like um, I think I have a very, like a very good talent or ability to recognize patterns yeah and not just recognize patterns but really like deconstruct them like reverse engineer them yeah um and i've noticed that's maybe a talent or a skill that i've developed over the years uh that you know and i feel like that really has helped me in terms of being able to write copy or learn how to write copy mm. and i think that uh, um uh a lot of new copywriters have a problem with that. And it probably uh, um, was a factor in, you know, the, the reason why it took me a long time to really get started in uh, to getting any results um, is that, uh, that stubbornness, that, uh, 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 you know, uh, not, not being willing to, um, you know, uh, take that stuff into account and, and really be open to learning. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, now I have an agency, uh, you know, we, we do e email marketing for e-commerce brands and I work with, you know, from time to time we hire copywriters. Um, and I hired some copywriters for a cold email project, um, you know, to, to, to like outreach, right. For the agency mm -hmm. to get new business. Mm -hmm. And I hired because, you know, I'm the internet marketing mindset. I said, okay, I'm going to split test different copywriters. Yeah. So I hired like three different copywriters for the project. And copywriter number one sent me back something completely opposite of what I asked for, even mm -hmm. though I spent like real detailed time explaining it to him. Copywriter number two um, sent me what he wanted to send me instead of what I w was looking for. Mm. So he had like his own ideas. And then copywriter number three was trying way too hard to be funny and to get attention. Mm. And you can really tell in the copywriting really, really came across. And I, I thought that was really interesting. Like out of the three of them, I was expecting at least one of them to do the project as like I asked. And I know like I'm, I've worked with enough copywriters to know how to explain to, you know, like I made a video explaining it to them. I, sh I explained to them the project, you know, I showed them examples, um, you know, so really, really eye opening. Um, so I think for, for copywriters, really, really listening to what your, your client's asking for yeah, and delivering yeah. what they're asking for, not what you think they want or what you think they need. 
Yeah, yeah, because, uh, um, you know, active listening is such a, an underrated skill and, and I've been uh, guilty myself, of course, in the past of, of, uh, of uh, ignoring um, you know, perfectly reasonable client requests. But it's like, you know, uh, when, you, when you were talking, I was just coming to, just coming to mind all, all the gurus who tell you to, as a copywriter, you know, you should, you should uh, be calling the shots and you're telling the client what they should be sending out and, and uh, yeah, but I think you know you have to earn that. Situation. You have to yeah. earn that level of yeah um, respect with a client. But new copywriters want to do that from the start. No way in hell. Yeah, mm. you got to earn that. You know, you got to earn yeah. your chops. And and I don't mean that like you know. I'm like that with all of our clients, you know, like we have clients where they have to approve every single email to the font, to the mm. color, to the everything. And that's okay. Right. It takes time to earn that level of trust mm. for them. But then once everything's good to go, then it's smooth sailing. Usually they don't even want to see it afterwards. Right. Because you've earned that level of trust with them and you've, you've, you've been consistently delivering Yeah. Doing another thing, consistently delivering. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the place where I try and get to where I've, I think I've uh, got there now with the, the people who I work for. You know, I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I used to send them uh, every like every email, and, and they used to get feedback. And then, but now it's just like uh, you know, um, I own the I own the, the process, and and uh, um, you know they don't need to look over my shoulder at all. So um, that's that's the end game. Yeah, it takes time, you know, like you, yeah. he's, the client's yeah. not just going to do that for you right off the bat, just yeah, to exactly. some random person. Um, and, you know, it's kind of going back to the dating analogy. If somebody did that initially, I would be very leery. That might not be mm. some, some client that you're going to have for a long time. Cause it's like, you know, mm. the dating analogy, like a girl or a guy that's, you know, in love with you after 30 minutes, you yeah, know, yeah, usually yeah. those relationships are in and out in two weeks, <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, you know, so you know, easy come, easy go. Um, you know, that's, that's what I think on that. So. Hmm. Mm. So, um, uh, do you have like a one piece of advice for, um, uh, not, not, not really for newbie copywriters, but people who have been around trying to get to the next level, get to a, a serious level of copywriting where they can earn that autonomy, where they can earn, uh, the position where they can own that, uh, that process of, of, uh, of like, like yeah, owning owning the, the email marketing system. Um, what's the most important thing that they can focus on to get there? You mean in terms of just being able to become a better writer? Yeah, or, yeah, a, a writer that that, uh, that that your client can depend on and trust. So, one of the f this is going to sound so crazy coming from me because I've always like resisted, uh, you know, this type of stuff, but you know, for years I would go to these seminars and they would talk, tell you to take these, uh, like personality profiling tests. Hmm. Right. Have you, you know, you've seen them like, uh, yeah, I took this one, too. it's called the Colby test. Um, yeah. I, I, I swear, like I've been to seminars for probably like 10 years and every time they've said to do that, if, even if I've like been in a coaching program or something like that week, I just like 
like said fuck off like you know basically like fuck <laughs> off right like there's no way i'm filling this shit out right i don't have the patience mm. for it but eventually i just got to the point where i said you know what i'm gonna do it and i did it and what i noticed was it's it made so much perfect sense i scored super high on creativity ideas um you know that type of stuff and i scored super low on implementation and it made perfect mm. sense and, and you know mm. i went to school for advertising uh, here in miami and one of the things they taught they taught us and they told us was creative people procrastinate like worse than any other types of people yeah. uh and you know it made perfect sense to me because i procrastinate so much and yeah. I scored very low on implementation. So if you run a service business, that's probably not a good combination. <laughs> right? It's a good combination employee. to basically have clients get fucking pissed at you. Um, yeah. Never do business with you again for word to get around that you're flaky. Um, you know, if that's the kind of business you want to run, then great. But, you know, like... I knew that long term it wasn't gonna like be be a working thing, so I brought in a partner who was amazing at implementation, mm. like amazing, who loves it, who's like a fucking master at it, and we we just crush it. So the way I, I the analogy I use to people is I'm the fisherman, and he's the chef. Mm. Yeah, great analogy. Right, I I bring him the fish, he cooks it, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so everybody's got to find that thing. Like if you're amazing at implementation, but you suck at sales, then find somebody that you can partner with, right? Like I was good at email and like the way that the whole email thing happened, like I'm a big believer of following your intuition, following like, you know, the universe, God, whatever, you know, whatever you Mm. believe. Um, Mm. And so it was just kind of leading me in that direction, right? And so, you know, I didn't choose like I didn't like set out and say, hey, you know what? I'm I'm gonna start a you know email marketing agency for e-commerce brands. It just it literally just fell into my lap and happened. And so I was just smart enough to recognize that there was an opportunity there, and I, you know, I, I went full blast with it. And so you know, everybody listening is gonna have some type of thing like that happen to them. I think you know, I think it it just always happens in our lives. You just have to be smart enough to recognize what that opportunity is for you. It might be sales pages. For somebody else, it might be. Uh, you know, movie scripts, who knows what, what kind of writing it is, right? It, yeah. it could be writing for a coach, for a consultant. There's so many different things right now that you can do. Um, but you just have to be smart enough to recognize it. You know, I, I was coming off, I had spent probably close to six figures uh, developing a, a software, mm-hmm. uh, an email tracking software that was like my dream software to use. Um, and unfortunately, it wasn't a good fit for the market. Right. Like I, even though I thought it was like the greatest fucking idea ever and it's super cool, but like it was too advanced for the market. Hmm. Right. And you know, like I was having a hard time selling it. Uh, People were buying it on webinar a little bit, but they weren't using it. So I wasn't getting any feedback. It was sucking money out of me to, for more development costs for this, for that. And I, and then I had this other opportunity that was hitting me in the face. So like I, I recognized what was there. Right. And I made a, I guess the word today is pivot, I guess is uh, (laughs) such a common word for, I hate fucking people saying that, but um, (laughs) I literally just jumped ship, right? Even though I I sunk almost 6,000, you know, six figures into it, um, you know, I was like, okay, like uh, I can't keep doing this. Mm, mm, Yeah. 2020 ruined a lot of words for us, but uh, um, 
but it's yeah, a really good point that, that you make. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, well, uh, what you've shared with us today is is really valuable for copywriters at any level. You know, um, uh, I never invite uh, somebody on here who um, I don't think I can learn from, and uh, you know, ha I haven't been disappointed here as well. So. Um, well, no, I, I went on some to, crazy tangents yeah. and shit, so I apologize. I, I, I enjoy those tangents, so um, we'll have to do this again sometime. Go on, go on, go on, on, uh, go on a few more tangents. I mean, we haven't even, even touched on on, uh, on one of my favorite subjects is the memes that you post on social media. So um, I want to get people to uh, connect with you there as well because they should enjoy those memes too. Um, you mentioned you had a website as well. Yeah, so we have a, a website. It's really, really bad right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might be better uh, when you when you hear this in the future. But well, uh, for I'm, now, I'm really creative bad. enough to to procrastinate maybe for uh, a couple of years before I release this. <laughs> you have time. Yeah, to so it's uh, so it's pretty bad right now. It's called theemailexperience.com, and um, yeah, it's literally a headline. Yeah. A video of proof of results yeah. from one of my clients. Yeah. like showing crazy results and then an application. I think that's a perfect website. And I think, you know, like you don't need all this crazy shit to sell stuff anymore. Social media yeah. has really changed the game, I think. Um, mm. And you don't need all this crazy stuff. Like people either want what you have or they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, what was it again? Uh, the email experience.com. Oh, right, yeah, cool. Yeah, so... Um, if uh, you're listening here on iTunes, then I'll uh, put a link to that uh, website, the emailexperience.com on uh, uh, Dave's uh, episode on geniusesofcopywriting.com. Um, so you have a link there, but uh, uh, you know, for me, that's, um, for me, that's the description of a perfect website, you know, headline, proof, and then call to action. You can't, you can't ask more than that. Amen. Yeah. All right. So thanks for that, man. Uh, I really appreciate uh, what you shared here. It's been very insightful um, and uh, very helpful to copywriters of all levels, like I said. So the emailexperience.com is your website. Um, what about uh, um, social media? Because people, I, I want to share these memes with other people. That, uh, I would that go to facebook.com slash Dave Miz, D-A-V-E-M-I-Z. And uh, yeah, so I post them on there all the time. And um, yeah. Yeah, there's cool, a bunch man. of them there. I probably have like a <sighs> real, you know what? You, you really want to hear the story on how this started? Like real quick, just to real sure, quick. Um, I started making these pictures for my friends. Like behind, I wouldn't post them publicly. I would take like your picture, your face, and I would Photoshop it into another picture, like a random funny picture. And my yeah. friends were going like nuts over this. Right. And so I said, you know what, like if they're going nuts over this, let me try doing a meme and posting something mm. on Facebook and it worked. And then here we are. So that's where we'll save Define that for another works. time. Yeah. yeah we'll Define save works. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. Um, I appreciate that. So the email experience.com. Um, I just looked, had a look at the website and it's, uh, uh, you know, um, simple and effective, but, uh, uh, go on social media as well, facebook.com forward slash Dave Miz. Um, I'll put both of, the, uh, of those links on the episode on geniusesofcopywriting.com. Um, and uh, you should definitely go and check those out. 
uh, I appreciate what you've shared with us. Uh, thanks again for you know coming along and and uh, sharing that stuff with us. So um, thank you for having me. I definitely have to do this again. All right. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.